brand new episode of T Watches a Scary Movie. I'm T, and of course, we are talking scary movies. I appreciate everybody tuning in for another brand new episode. Remember, new episodes of the show, regular new episodes of the show, go up every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. Again, that's youtube.com slash C slash Theron Reynolds Scary Movie. And uh, if you want to join up in our watch parties that we got going on, we are doing really, really good on our yearly scary movie watch party, by the way. For those of y'all that don't know, every year I do a marathon of horror movies, try to save so many for the spooky season so we can watch them all together and have a great time doing it. And this year we have beaten our normal count. We are up to 157 just now here with Alien. We're gonna, we've are gonna we already beaten our record of 152 from last year and we are on our way to beating my goal of this year, which was 175. We're gonna do it. It's going to be great, but we're not here to actually talk scary movies for once, y'all, which you can find out more of by going to the Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash T scary movie. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash T scary movie. We are here to talk some more scary TV. I told y'all last week on the CW, we got the season two premiere of Killer Camp. This is a horror themed reality show that was originally shown on ITV last year. Bit of a pandemic special. We got five episodes in season one. And basically, it took your average reality TV competition uh, challenge show where you take a group of competitors, have them play a few games, they compete for money, and then they compete for immunity. But ITV took this idea and gave it a horror twist. They put them in Camp Pleasant, a an abandoned, a haunted summer camp for adults there that's haunted by Bruce, a crazy killer who kills anybody who's uh, unfortunate enough to stumble upon his camp. And these campers show up for a chance to win great money and a chance to see who's going to be the best camper and survive throughout their experiences here with Bruce at Camp Pleasant. Yes, that is the premise behind Killer Camp. But we're into season two. CW has taken the show over. Um, it's a full-fledged production now. It's now a, an American and a UK joint production there. And we're into season two. Now in episode one, we already lost Basil. Basil was our first camper lost there. He was killed by Bruce, getting a little ice cream, cold treat there, and got frozen and beaten to death. Now, where does episode two leave us now that we are down to 11 campers down from our original 13? What does that have in store for us for the rest of the season? And man, let me just say this. I'm loving, loving the intro before the new titles now. Uh, giving us a recap of what to expect on the show, what's happened, what's on its way there. Uh, getting full titles actually makes it seem just a little bit more legit. It's adding that little bit more flair to the show itself. Absolutely loving seeing these new titles pop up. I am curious whether they'll change the footage in them after each episode, but even if they don't, that's still all right because they are fantastic to see. And they definitely add some more to the show itself there. Now, we have to start off with a little uh, little discussion amongst the campers. Again, they just lost Basil. And now I was trying to figure out a little bit more between all of them 
what's going on, where does suspicion now lie at? And we got a great moment where SJ talked a little bit about his budding romance he was hoping with Jordan, but not wanting to get too close because there's still some suspicions around Jordan potentially being the killer. If you recall, the first game they played where all the campers had to go and get the blown up animals there and pull them down and get dollars from Jordan kind of whiffed in his last turn, took a little too much time off of the clock so the campers couldn't get as much money as they needed to, and that raised suspicions with a lot of people. But SJ, SJ's leading with the heart there. He's got a little bit of a crush here on Jordan, was hoping for it, so him and some of the girls had a chance to have a little chat about that. And I love that the romance aspect is definitely getting a higher play this season around too, because we did get a couple of relationships in season one, but knowing that the show itself was only five episodes there, it didn't really lend itself to that kind of experience happening, which is normal on a reality show that we're going to see people pair up and kind of hook up and everything like that. And um, just something about the first season one didn't really work out too well. So seeing that these romances are starting up, I'm actually more invested in them here in season two. So I'm hoping so much for SJ and Jordan. Come on, guys. Make it work there now. Let's see it happen at Camp Pleasant. Uh, but uh, moving on from the romance, though, Gabe and Bella went at it even more here in episode two. If you recall, in the immunity challenge in episode one, Gabe targeted Bella for whatever reason, because he assumed that she would target him, other people would target him as well too. It was seen as kind of a bit of a chicken, a bit of a pussy move there now by Gabe, seeing how he's one of the more alpha males on the show itself. And this fight continued in this episode. Uh, they brought it up more about their issues with each other, why they're going for each other more. And in a fight they had in front of camp counselor Bobby Mayer, who, Bobby, you are so great on this show, man. Um, your quips, your sarcasm, like the way you fuck around with the campers is just hilarious. Absolutely love it. But Bobby asked what the issues were between those two. And Bella gave us one of our best lines on the show out of both seasons so far, telling Gabe, you literally have no neck. Savage, brutal, classic though. She's classy. Love it, love it, love it. Which it's it's so great. I know it's a makeup thing there though too. But Bella's makeup reminds me so much of WWE superstar Paige. By the way, I love wrestling, which you all know. And Bella and Paige look very similar in the way they do their makeup. So I just noticed that there. Looks phenomenal. But Bella's shutting Gabe down. She's not gonna take that abuse. Very clearly, we're starting to see some alliances form and some very clear rivalries form here in Season 2 at Camp Pleasant as well now. Now, their game this week, their game plan for the cash was called In Too Deep. Basically, the campers had to go dive into the lake, and there were three canoes set up that each had bolas set up under them. Bolas, they're two balls attached by a string. You throw them, they wrap around. You know, spies use them all the time and ninjas, shit like that. The idea was that each camper had a turn to go and dive under these canoes, get a bola or two, come back, and then when everybody was done, they were going to play a round of hillbilly golf where they had to throw the bolas and get them wrapped around a pole for different amounts of money. Now, here's the thing. Jordan, who did not do so hot in the first challenge, definitely made a lot of his campers think 
that he was suspicious because of the way he was performing. Jordan did a lot better here on N2D and actually managed to get a uh, couple of a couple of bullets there, hoping to like quell some of those fears people had of him being the killer. Uh, did much much better for himself, but the way that this game is so different from other reality shows there is that the tiniest misstep that you have could lead to you going into the woods and Bruce taking you out because you only get so much trust in a show about a killer murdering folks and feeding them off to Bruce, the killer at Camp Pleasant. So Jordan definitely helped himself out, but who didn't help himself out this time around was Valentina. Now, Valentina's performance was not so good. She took a while to get the bullets back up there. Just not overall really good performance for her um, from what, the way the other campers were looking. They weren't too impressed with that. Now, Into Deep ran in two rounds there. The first round was going and getting the bullets from under the canoe. The second round was the game of Hillbilly Golf, like I explained. Now, the campers initially had about $2,000 worth of bolas there for them, with the killer being left with about $1,500 there. And this was prior to the Hillbilly Golf Toss. But things went from bad to worse, and we knew, we knew it had to get there at some point there, as the campers ultimately banked $0. They didn't make a cent from this round at all, and you can't do that when the killer is right on your heels. All that money goes directly into the killer's pockets at this point, and our campers didn't put anything down. Oh, embarrassing. Embarrassing, guys. You got to make it up for that there, or else that killer's going to get you, going to get out there with all of your money. Now, following that, we knew that we would have an immunity challenge coming up, and the campers at this point had to do a little bit more detective work trying to find out who ultimately could be the person trying to get them. And Camp Villain Gabe threw out a very interesting accusation this week to where Gabe accused my now number one choice. Because remember, I said at the beginning, my two choices were Basil, who unfortunately died at the end of episode one, and Mora. Mora, who is actually, uh, like, there was some suspicion on her in episode one, but she made it through. And Gabe accused her in this episode. Gabe absolutely accused her which blew my mind. like, are both of my choices going home in the first two episodes? Clearly, I'm not good at this. Clearly, my horror movie experience and expertise has not helped me out that much in this year. Um, but, man, Gabe being an asshole there, coming after my choice of who the killer is, and unfortunately, not much was really quelled in their conversation either. So there's still suspicion on Moore as being a possible killer. Now, it's interesting. Because Gabe setting himself up as the villain of this season, as the person all the campers are starting to realize they don't really enjoy, might be a little too on the nose. It might seem like, man, that could really just seem like Gabe's doing the dirty work for us there. Gabe's obviously the killer. This is going to come back and cause issues for all of us. Or, or Gabe could really be innocent, but unfortunately his work might make it a little bit easier for the killer. Who knows? We're so early in the season right now. Now, the elimination challenge here, the campers went back out. It was raining, by, by, by the way, too, as well, which I actually thought was really cool because with a lot of reality shows, um, they might suspend filming. They might move to another day. They just might not do an elimination. Like, hey, no elimination tonight. Everybody gets a party and shit like that. They didn't. 
They got them the rain slickers. They went out there to a football field that was covered in slime. And their goal was basically to make it from one end of the field to the other end of the field with these giant, uh, giant like yoga balls, basically. That each yoga ball granted you immunity. Now, every challenge, the last two people would be eliminated and then become defenders. And everybody's kind of like trying to square off against the person they don't want winning this round. And ultimately, it came down to Jordan, Clyde, and the camp villain, Gabe. Yes, so... We have one person who has already been suspected of being the killer. We have probably the best two competitors in Clyde and Gabe out of all the campers making it there to the end. And then, of course, we have Camp Villain Gabe. This is a perfect set of campers to end off the immunity challenge with. Now, Clyde and Gabe, weirdly enough, were teaming up throughout the entire immunity challenge. So when it came to the end of it, who do you think they ended up working against to throw out? Basically, Clyde helped to throw the mission so Gabe could get immunity. They knew there was no way they could both beat, uh, beat Jordan. So one of them had to give it up, and Gabe ended up being the winner, winning the immunity challenge. Now, in an absolute villain or killer move, Gabe started off because the winner of the immunity challenge gets to give immunity to one other person. And Gabe made it seem he was going to choose his rival, Bella. And it was all hard when we were like, oh man, Gabe did the right choice because you have to think about this. It's always about a political game as well on reality challenge shows as well too. You gotta play that political game smart and Gabe doesn't really have a lot of fans right now except for his bromance with Clyde. So saving Bella seemed like a right idea. You turn the tide, nobody looks at you or maybe they look a little too hard because maybe that's what the killer would do. But it was a fake out. After acting like he was gonna save Bella, uh, Gabe decided to save his bro, his bro, his bromance, his buddy. Clyde got the, um, the save, got the immunity instead. So we knew for a fact there was no chance Clyde and Gabe were going into the woods with Bruce tonight there. And it makes sense because one, if not both of those guys, likely would have been up for elimination this week. Now, Clyde, though, we're talking a lot about Gabe. Clyde did not help his own case because Clyde has been locked in a love triangle with Valentina and Lexi. And, of course, the camp is only so big, so Lexi and Valentina ended up talking to each other, exposing Clyde, who then told both of these ladies separately that he would still prefer them to the other one. Just digging that hole. Clyde has no idea that these ladies have talked to each other. They know what's going on. He's not fooling or playing anybody at all there. He's busted, but he doesn't know that. And it's interesting because in this game, what Clyde could be doing could be seen as a killer-like move, but is he thinking like a killer or is he thinking like, you know, just a typical guy at this point saying, I got two ladies interested in me. Which way am I going with that there? We don't know, but it is suspicious, Clyde. It's even more suspicious that these ladies didn't really open up completely about this. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, there he's in the wrong, and I completely agree. But in this game, where we're trying to find a killer and trying to get some money, it is suspicious that neither Valentina nor Lexi wanted to own up after Clyde's conversations and say, well, we know better about what's going on. Very suspicious. We might come back to that down the line. Now, at the end of the day, we are not going to reveal on this episode which camper was ultimately killed we'll reveal that on the next episode but on this episode we ended off with the two campers being chosen to go into the woods being jordan 
and Valentina. Jordan and Valentina were chosen to go off into the woods. Now, remember, as we've mentioned, Jordan was already suspected in episode one of being the killer due to his performance on the money challenge. So it already wasn't looking too good. But Valentina didn't help herself too much in this episode during the second money challenge. So, of course, suspicions are raised towards her as well. Now, to find out who ultimately got the axe, you got to come back next Monday and tune in. And I will let you know who got eliminated on episode two of Killer Camp. But the season is going great right now. My choice of Mora is still there because we know she didn't go into the woods with Bruce at the end of this episode. So we're going to find out. It's been promised to get even more juicier. Episode 2 is so juicy in terms of the drama amongst like Gabe and Bella, as well as Clive's love triangle with Valentina and Lexi as well, too. So I'm interested to see where it goes. My money, though, is still on Mora being our killer. We're going to find out how that works out. So, folks, that does it here, talking about Episode 2 of Killer Camp. Don't forget to tune in Wednesdays where we're doing our normal episodes, talking movies. This Wednesday, we are discussing Halloween Kills. That's right. The latest in the Michael Myers saga just came out now, and we are talking the good and the bad of Halloween Kills this Wednesday on T-Watches a Scary Movie. So make sure to hit the CW. You can go to their website, and they do have episodes of Killer Camp up, ready for y'all to check out. You got to stay up with it. It's been phenomenal. Also, if you're watching this on Monday, make sure you're tuning in to Chucky Tuesday nights on USA and Sci-Fi. That's right. There's a lot of great horror TV out there right now, folks. Killer Camp is on Sundays on the CW. Make sure to tune in. But that's going to do it for us, folks. Make sure to join the YouTube page. Make sure to join on the Discord so you can do our watch parties with us. Make sure to join the Facebook group so you know when we're doing our watch parties. But I'm too. We've been talking scary. Stay scared.